Welcome to Healthy by Choice, a broadcast designed to bring powerful healing into your life today. Gaining and maintaining optimum health is possible at any age. That's what thousands are learning at CHIP, the complete health improvement program offered across the country and around the world. You can learn more at chiphealth.com. But now, get ready to enjoy some proven results and priceless benefits. I'm your Healthy by Choice host, Charles Mills. What began as a shepherd's field generations ago has become the site of a healing ministry that reaches around the world. Loma Linda University, the only Christian medical school in the United States, offers students more than an education. It also presents an endless motivation to be of service to humanity. Today we talk with Dr. Richard Hart, President and CEO of Loma Linda University, about how the institution he heads is addressing the whole person, and in doing so, acts as a loving extension of the healing hand of God. Dr. Hart, welcome to Healthy by Choice. Thank you. It's good to be with you. How do you do it? In this world of business models focused on the bottom line, how do you instill in minds the concept that there's more to being a doctor than healing sick bodies? We have adopted the theme we call mission-focused learning. Mm -hmm. And basically it has two concepts buried in it. One is the recognition that education is undergoing what we call a teaching-to-learning paradigm shift. Mm. In other words, the idea of the teacher standing up in the classroom and giving out information and the students absorbing it is old school. And now what you try to do is create a learning environment where students can learn on their own. You provide them information, materials, and environment to do that. So that's the learning aspect. The mission-focused aspect, of course, is what makes Loma Linda unique and that we're saying becoming a health professional is only part of our goal. We really want to have people that can learn and espouse professional dreams and directions that can be a true service to humanity. And frankly, that doesn't happen in the classroom. That happens primarily in the field, whether it's in clinics, in the wards, on mission trips. This is where you confront our students with what we call teachable moments that can have them face human need, real human need. And in that context, call out the values in them that can help to strengthen and focus their future careers. Now, as a Christian school, of course, you use the life of Christ as the example. What are those elements in the life of Christ that really shine in your eyes that you want to tell your students about, that you want to demonstrate, you want to teach them about? What is it about the life of Christ that is a model for the students going to Loma Linda University? Well, we've actually adopted seven core values, we call them, that are built on the life of Christ that we seek to call out in all of our classrooms and with our students. Those values are justice, compassion, humility, integrity, excellence, freedom, and self-control. Mm -hmm. So those values, we believe, are the core of what makes a quality professional and we basically seek to call our students back to those and all the activities on campus and as they travel. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm curious about you personally. When you were going to school, you mentioned that the whole idea of the teaching learning has changed. Are there other elements of the educational process that are just 180 degrees from when you were going to school, Dr. Hart? The sheer volume of information that students are expected to know today is, is enormous. Mm -hmm. 
And so we would wade through textbooks and then do a lot of memorization. Now the whole thing has shifted to not so much what you know, but what you know how to find mm. or what you can access. Because everybody has a, a smartphone or a tablet. They can pull up information so quickly from, uh, from anywhere. So, yes, that aspect of education has changed pretty dramatically. Now, having said that, of course, when you step into the global environment, when you step into many developing countries, or what I prefer to call the majority world, yes. where the 4 billion of the year 7 billion people live, you don't have many of those tools. And so we believe it is important for our students to still develop basic skills in relating to people and physical diagnosis and running on basic tests, even while much of the world is learning to depend upon technology. Mm. We're talking with Dr. Richard Hart, president and CEO of Loma Linda University. Okay, Dr. Hart, let's take this show on the road. Let's, let's take what you just told us and see how it works in other parts of the world. You talk about a global outreach of Loma Linda University. Let's go to China first. What is Loma Linda doing in China, that huge, that huge country that is applying what you just said to real-world situations in that vast country? China has a fascinating history in that uh, clear back at the beginning of the 1900s, a graduate of the American Medical Missionary College, the precursor to Loma Linda, a physician by the name of Dr. Harry Miller, went to China, worked for some 40 years, and during that time developed 17 Adventist hospitals across China. When the Great March came, when Mao Zedong moved down across the country, all those hospitals were lost. And for a number of years, the Adventist Church did not have much health work, at least, and not much work of any kind in China. And then about 25 years ago, we were contacted by a fellow by the name of Sir Run Run Shaw. And it turns out his mother had been cared for by Harry Miller in their hometown of Hangzhou, China, uh, many, many years ago. Sir Run Run Shaw, when he contacted us, was in his, probably in his 80s and asked if he would like to. He was a very, very wealthy businessman in Hong Kong now, and asked that Loma Linda would participate in developing a teaching hospital in China. So we agreed to that, uh, together with the General Conference of the Adventist Church, and have started on a journey that's been going on now for some 23 years. We're celebrating the 20th anniversary of the opening of Sir and Shaw uh, this coming spring, it's now become one of the finest and biggest hospitals in China, over 1,200 beds uh, in Hangzhou, China. And Loma Linda is pleased to be part of that endeavor uh, in introducing Western-style medicine to the huge, vast country of China. That institution has now become a training institution, a model for many other hospitals. So many people come there not just to learn clinical skills, but to learn management skills and how a modern hospital needs to run in today's world. How does Loma Linda fit itself into the cultural aspect of healing in China? China, we're talking about all this natural stuff and all this uh, manipulation and all this holistic way of looking at things. And along comes Loma Linda, which is a very ultra-modern today, cutting-edge educational institution. How did you fit yourself smoothly and apparently very successfully into that mindset in China? Well, that's an intriguing question, and, and there's not an easy road to go down. There are many traditional healers and many traditional uh, treatment modalities in China, and typically what I think works best, and certainly what we did there, is not to fight against that, but to just demonstrate that as an option, but here are some other options. 
And as people see the benefit of modern medicine, why they uh, quickly want to utilize that. Yes. Having said that, of course, Loma Linda also has its own traditions. Eight natural remedies we talk about, the, the benefit of good nutrition and exercise and uh, rest and so on. Uh, those are those are part of our tradition as well. So we very much don't say that modern medicine and modern pills is the only answer. We believe that there are core values, just as China has, that we think are important. Well, the success of Sir Run Run Shaw and that institution there is certainly example of that, certainly proof of that, that Loma Linda is able to fit right in very smoothly, very snugly with that line of thought. Okay, let's leave China and go to a very troubled country near home, that is Haiti. Haiti has had all kinds of problems and all kinds of natural phenomenon happening there. Along comes Loma Linda. What are you able to do in Haiti for the people there? We've actually been involved with Haiti for a number of years. Some of our alumni started a hospital just on the western side of Port-au-Prince, Haiti, the capital, back in 1978. And we've been affiliated with that hospital ever since, gradually helping it to develop and so on. And then, of course, in 2006, our entering medical school class wanted to take on a mission project. Some of them had visited that hospital, and so the entire class voted to adopt Hôpital Adventista du Haiti, uh, in Port-au-Prince as their class project. They set a goal of raising $100,000 by the time they graduated to help that hospital. Even I was somewhat skeptical that they could ever do that, but that was their goal. And then, of course, their senior year in January of 2010, the earthquake hit in Haiti, and over 200,000 people were killed. You can imagine our nearly our entire senior class of medicine wanted to immediately fly down to Haiti and help uh, work with the earthquake victims. We had to hold them back to a degree, but gradually many of them drifted down there, and this has become their place. So over that experience of the earthquake in the hospital, which was not really damaged despite being only about two miles from the epicenter, that hospital has become an orthopedic and clinical center for the country, doing some very incredible orthopedic surgery and saving limbs and so on following the earthquake, and now moving on into the normal life in Haiti where there's a fair amount of uh, motor vehicle accidents and so on that need orthopedic repair as well. So we have been heavily involved with Haiti both before the earthquake and certainly after the earthquake in developing its capacity and resources. We're just undergoing a major upgrade of their operating rooms there, their clinical laboratory there to try to help them to be even more effective in, in serving the people of Haiti. My, I can't imagine what was going on in that hospital when that quake hit. I mean, you have 200,000 people dead. How on earth did you handle that flood, doctor? Well, it was a challenge because people tended to come to the hospital, sure. but on the other hand, nobody wanted to be inside any building because they were afraid of all the aftershocks. If you remember, after that big one, there was aftershocks for a week or two that kept shaking the country. So we literally set up uh, an entire hospital in the parking lot outside the hospital. We had around 450 patients in tents and under coverings. We were doing all of our operations. Everything was done outside in that parking lot. And that went on for months uh, before things finally started calming down enough to move back into the building uh, and people had assurance that they would be safe. The number of volunteers, it was over a 1,000 medical volunteers that assisted in that whole process as we went through the months and, and even several years after the earthquake to try to take care of all the needs that were there. 
My, Loma Linda doing what it does best, bringing healing under some rather trying circumstances in Haiti. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get on the airplane and head for Africa. Two wonderful stories out of that country that involve Loma Linda University. Our guest is Dr. Richard Hart, president and CEO of that institution, so stay right where you are. that I was living a healthy lifestyle, but I was starting to uh, have a few problems that I attributed to aging. I did not consider myself obese, but I had gained 40 pounds over a period of about 25 years. My cholesterol was raising, my blood pressure was beginning to creep up. I was on medication, a series of medications for lowering my cholesterol. But the condition that affected my lifestyle the most was the osteoarthritis in my knees. I had very limited mobility and limited range of motion, constant pain, and this was affecting the interaction with my grandchildren. When I first began making changes through the CHIP program, pounds began to melt off right away. Inflammation and other symptoms of my osteoarthritis in my knees just disappeared. I was able to eliminate medication that I was taking for cholesterol. I felt so much better, had so much energy, and I truly believe I was healthier than I was in my 40s. CHIP has given me a second chance for an active life and a long life. I'm really looking forward to being an active part of my grandchildren's lives as they grow, and I've chosen to be healthy for the rest of my life. Are you ready to be healthy for the rest of your life? Visit chiphealth.com to begin your journey. Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Charles Mills. We're here with Dr. Richard Hart, president and CEO of Loma Linda University. We're talking about the mission of that teaching institution out in Loma Linda, California, and its reach around the world. We've gone to China. We've gone to Haiti. Now we go to Africa and a country that is struggling on so many levels, and that is little Chad in Africa. Dr. Hart, what's happening in Chad that we should know about? Well, Chad, many people, many Americans don't know much about Chad, but it's a landlocked country on the sub-Saharan edge of the desert, one of the poorest countries in Africa, although it's recently found oil, so that may gradually change. (laughs) The Adventist Church has had a small, what was called a health center, uh, at a place called Barrie in Chad. When I first visited there in the early 2000s, this place looked more like a chicken coop, frankly, than a hospital. It was run down and no equipment and, and pretty pretty despairing even for those of us who who work and, and live in these kind of settings. One of our graduates, uh, Dr. James Appel, was finishing his residency at that time and says, I want to go to a place that nobody else wants to go. And so we suggested Barry, and he says, I'll do it. And uh, many of your listeners may have heard his story, but he went out there, a young Danish nurse, wanted to be a volunteer at the same time and came down from Denmark. The two of them met, uh, fell in love and married at Barry, and have turned that hospital into one of the busiest hospitals in the entire country of Chad. We keep expanding it because of the needs that are there. James and Sarah finally moved to another town, Mundu, 
which is a large commercial center of Chad, to develop another facility, while another couple from Loma Linda, Olin and Danae Netterberg, he's an emergency medicine specialist, she's an OBGYN, came to take over Barry. She recruited her father, Dr. Roland Bland, who's another Loma Linda graduate, and the three of them are now anchoring Barry Hospital and has literally become the busiest hospital in the entire country of Chad. I plan to be out there in a few weeks, and we'll be having our board meetings and uh, seeing the progress that has been made. But it's incredible to watch what the passion of young people can do. Frankly, in 10 short years, this has become a, a spot that no one knew to now becoming a destination of choice, not only for the patients of Chad, but for many of our students who go out there to gain experience and exposure to this kind of activity. There it is. You use the word passion, and I believe that's the secret of Loma Linda University. That is the secret. It puts that Christian passion, that service passion, into minds and hearts of young people, and that is what I think drives the success of places like Barry and Chad. Okay, we fly east from Chad over to Malawi. Loma Linda is there. What's happening in Malawi? A number of things are going on in Malawi right now. Actually, Malamulo Hospital uh, in southern Malawi is the oldest mission hospital, the Adventist Church, even older than Loma Linda. It was established as a school first in 1902, and then over the next few years, a clinic was started, and eventually a 270-bed hospital was developed at Malamulo. It's about a half an hour's drive outside of Blantyre. It used to be the capital and now the commercial center of Malawi. And a few years ago, they asked to join an organization we have here called Adventist Health International to try to strengthen their operations. And so we have chosen to make Malamulo a major teaching center once again to start uh, not only training programs for nurses and medical assistants and laboratory technologists, but to also start a surgery residency program there to train surgeons for Africa. And we're delighted with the progress. We have a number of Loma Linda graduates are working out there now. The only cardiologist in the country of Malawi is a Loma Linda graduate. We have surgeons, infectious disease people, uh, a coterie of, uh, of specialists that are now taking healthcare in Malawi up to a, to a new level. And once again, it's not just for what happens in Malawi. It's becoming a model and a training center for both our students from Loma Linda as well as students from across Africa. So I'm delighted with the progress that's been made in Malawi and uh, watching this institution and, and others related to it, Blantyre Adventist Hospital in the city, a network of 17 clinics across the country of Malawi. All of these have become part of, a, of an Adventist health system in the country that is providing a quality service. The only cardiologist in the country of Malawi? There's one person doing this? That's right. Oh. Tiffany Priester started a, a, an ICU there at Blantyre Adventist Hospital. And she is the cardiologist serving the country of Malawi. Man, I tell you what, that is pretty incredible. Okay, let's go to a war-torn country right now. We've been to several, but let's go to a war-torn country, and that is Afghanistan. I know that the American presence in that country is, is one of controversy and one of pretty much violence. What is Loma Linda University doing in Afghanistan to bring healing to that war-torn country? Our relationship to Afghanistan goes back many years, actually. In 1962, Dr. Gordon Hadley was working at Valor Christian Medical College in southern India when the World Health Organization contacted him and asked if he would go up and respond to a request they had received to help strengthen the medical schools in Afghanistan, both Jalalabad and in Kabul. 
And Dr. Hadley responded, went up there, and over the next few years, Loma Linda had a series of our faculty went out and assisted in trying to strengthen the, the medical education program in Afghanistan. Then in the early 70s, civil war descended on Afghanistan with the Mujahideen, finally the Russians coming in, the fight against them, and finally the Taliban coming in, and all the chaos that was there. Even while the Taliban was there, they recognized the value of medical education, so they asked us to continue our involvement, which we did. We didn't know as much about the Taliban then as we do now, but we were literally trying to work with their medical schools under the Taliban leadership until 911 occurred. And of course, then we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, but a few months after 911, the government reached back to us again and said, please come back. Uh, fortunately, we didn't have any Americans in the country on 911 in 2001. But we came back and continued to work with them. Eventually, was asked to take on a major teaching hospital there, Wazir Akbahan Hospital in Kabul, and managed it for a number of years under contract with the U.S. government. That contract is now finished, so we're no longer managing that hospital, but look to continue to strengthen the health services over there. We have alumni in the country that are working in various settings and trying to carry on in in what is obviously very difficult circumstances. Has there been any tragedy with alumni there? Has anyone been hurt or killed in Afghanistan while serving Loma Linda University and the people there? None of our alumni have been killed, but some of our close colleagues have. Uh, there was an ophthalmology team that we worked with that were traveling up in the country doing an eye camp. Uh, this is a couple years ago now, and the entire team, including some Americans and British doctors, were ambushed and all killed. So it's come close to home to us, but none of our alumni themselves have been uh, killed in the, in the process. My, 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 my. We're talking with Dr. Richard Hart, president and CEO of Loma Linda University, about the global outreach of that institution. China, Haiti, Chad in Africa, Malamulu Hospital in Malawi, and now Afghanistan. Now we get very close to home. We can just jump in a car in Loma Linda and drive over to San Bernardino, California. And this is a, a city that's uh, under siege of a whole different way, a whole different kind. How is Loma Linda crossing the freeway over there and helping the people so close to home? Well, it's almost an embarrassment to admit that uh, Loma Linda is probably better known in Rwanda than it is in Rialto, <laughs> one of our local towns next door here. Yes, yes. And the city of San Bernardino in particular has been hard hit. It's considered the second poorest city in the country right now, after only Detroit, which is filed for bankruptcy. San Bernardino is filed for bankruptcy. Our graduation rates from high school are some of the lowest in the country. Our heart disease rates are some of the highest in the country. So we have made a strong commitment that we're not just going to stand here and receive patients from San Bernardino, but we're going to go into San Bernardino and work directly with the school districts and with the population there. We formed a major affiliation with the San Bernardino City Unified School District. We've had a clinic at the former Norton Air Force Base in San Bernardino for some time. We've now purchased land to expand significantly our clinical involvement in San Bernardino and also are making plans to launch what we're calling a Gateway College, a program that will help high school students to pick up job entry skills and things like nursing assistant, dental assistant, medical assistant, and so on, so that they will be able to get employment when they graduate, also be able to understand the great potential in the healthcare arena and hopefully move on into advanced degrees, but at least we'll be able to help leverage their own families out of poverty in, in, in the city of San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about this. 
We're actually visiting a clinic building this afternoon that will be a model of what we want to build. We've purchased seven and a quarter acre of land right downtown San Bernardino uh, where we'll build this new facility and literally plant the Loma Linda's flag in the center of the city. My, this is exciting stuff happening so close to home. When a student comes to Loma Linda University, what are they going to see that is different from what they would see if they went to another medical school? What, is some, what are some of the visuals that are different? What are some of the, the sounds that are different? What sets Loma Linda University apart from all other teaching institutions in the medical realm in this country of ours? Well, one of the first things they encounter in the first chapel and in the programs is a whole alphabet soup of organizations that they will become acquainted with. SIMS, CAPS, there's a whole bunch of things that provide service learning opportunities for our students. And we urge our students to get involved with those. These are often not required, but they're urged to take the time to engage with service because we believe that's where where real character and professionalism is developed. And then they'll hear stories about those. We have a weekly chapel service that all of our students attend. And so at chapel on a regular basis, they will hear their fellow students talking about the joy of being involved in these programs. And so it becomes almost an addiction at Loma Linda that you search out and find things you can do. Roughly 10% of our student body every year of our 4,700 students serve abroad during the course of a year on admission trip of some kind. Many more of them serve locally. So that whole culture of giving back even while you're a student is embedded deep in our culture. And I believe that's, the, that, that's what carries on the spirit of Loma Linda, is that kind of commitment and involvement from both faculty and students. Now, Dr. Hart, we've talked about a little bit about the history of Loma Linda. We've talked about its present uh, outreach around the world globally. Let's just take a couple minutes here at the end of the program to talk about the future. Loma Linda is looking at, as every institution is looking at, medical institution looking at, a very changing world. Even the types of illnesses are changing. How is Loma Linda preparing itself to meet the changing needs of patients around the world as our diseases and as our condition as people changes? Well, you you put your finger on, of course, a huge area is that the skills, the opportunities, the technologies, the knowledge that we have now uh, expands exponentially. And so in addition to our service commitment, Loma Linda also seeks to maintain cutting-edge research. Uh, our proton treatment center was the first in the world uh, and is still by far has treated most patients in any of them. We're at 17,000 patients now have gone through our proton center, primarily treating prostate cancer, but increasingly other cancer sites as well. Infant heart transplantation began here at Loma Linda with Dr. Len Bailey and baby Faye back 27, 28 years ago. So Loma Linda is also committed to cutting-edge research. We believe that is an absolutely essential part of the future is developing new techniques but packaged in the, the caring and compassion that is our traditional hallmark. So that's a, that's a twin foundation that we have. I like to often talk about we're built on the twin shoulders of faith and science, uh, and we don't believe one needs to dominate the other. We believe they are both important as we move into the future. Faith and science, Loma Linda in a nutshell, faith and science. Dr. Richard Hart, President and CEO of Loma Linda University, has been our guest Dr. Hart, I really appreciate these insights into the institution. I look forward to talking to you more on a future program about the uh, other aspects of Loma Linda University. I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. And listener, we have a website. That's chiphealth.com, chiphealth.com for more information. Also, resources that you can find to help you live a healthier, happier, more vibrant life. That's all at chiphealth.com. Check it out if you would, please. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Richard Hart inviting you to be healthy by choice. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about Healthy by Choice, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651. You can also email us through our website at 3abn.org.